You're listening to From the Field, a podcast helping ministry leaders think differently, thrive personally, and lead thoughtfully. Welcome to From the Field. My name is Ryan Hughley. I'm lead pastor of Ridgeline Church in Salt Lake City, Utah, and the founder of Telio, a care and formation ministry for pastors. My name is Tyler Dravitz. I'm the executive pastor at Ridgeline Church, and I also lead a company called MyXP, where we provide logistical support to churches around the country. That, that's a, that sentence is fire. It's, it's better. It just, it just rolls right off the tongue. I, but the only thing is, like, logistical support. Do we help churches ship things? I don't or? know. I mean, it could. I mean, you kind of do everything. Well, so sometimes yeah. you're even doing that. Mm-hmm, that's fair. So we pulled out some of the description of what, what all goes into MyXP. Mm-hmm. So if you want Just that, go to the website. MyXP.church. My okay. All right. So we are, we've been in this series. We're talking about um, some rhythms and behaviors that we're trying to reset as we head into this fall ministry season. Basically in all of our lives, it sort of feels like the wheels fell off over the last 18 months. Mm -hmm. I think the same thing is true for so much of uh, people's spiritual lives, all Mm -hmm. of that. So as a church... Definitely Amazon Prime wheels wheels right off. Wheels came right off. Right off. They're just like... You could order in the morning and before lunchtime you'd have your item... Those days are so far gone. So far gone. Yeah. I, I've been, I, I, I ordered something on Prime a week ago. Uh-huh. I'm still waiting. Yeah. Just what shipped ha- yesterday. Remember the promise of the drone deliveries? Yeah. And it was going to be within minutes? Where's that guy? I don't know. Unbelievable. They're just, I don't know. They're gone. Bezos. Bezos. Unbelievable. That guy, too busy, that guy looks like Lex Luthor. Too busy putting chips in people and the whole thing. And <laughs> oh, that's dr- good. Going Start that space, rumor. I tell you. <laughs> Give me my stuff. All right. So, but on this topic, uh-huh. let's start personal. So personally, a lot mm-hmm. of wheels fell off during COVID too. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So many. I set them up and knocked them down. Did you? Yeah, that's interesting. I just ate my way through it. So, oh. so let's talk some personal rhythms mm-hmm. that we're trying to reset heading okay. into the fall. Big one for me. I'm, I'm, I gotta, I gotta like, I am getting fatter by the day. Are you? Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. this week decided enough is enough. So I'm back on the my fitness pal. Oh, good for you. Tracking it. My wife is on it too, which has helped. I've just found like if we are not on it mm-hmm. together, yeah. it's real, real challenging. Yeah. So trying to get that all sorted through. My what am I at? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm four days in. Uh-huh. It's going really good. Uh, is it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> For four days. This is the longest I've been able to hold it together. You feel a, a little long thinner, time. don't you? Yeah. I do just a little yeah. bit. I feel like mm, I'm good. I'm ready to nimble. go back. I'm ready mm-hmm. for some pizza. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Me too. What about you? Well, yeah, that's been my thing too, but I, I'm i not as great. And I went downtown and ate delicious food. Oh, I today, heard about this so. breakfast sandwich oh, you had today. It was, it good, was huh? This place is amazing. And you go in and you're like, where am I? Because they have... Uh, it's called the Central Ninth Market, and mm-hmm. they have like six vegetables mm-hmm. and some unique sauces you've never heard of before. Like it's sort of, I think it's like an import market is okay. what I saw online. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. or Maybe I mean, they need logistical support. They might. Yeah, yeah that'd be right. good. Um, and weird beverages. And then the most fire sandwiches I think I've had. Huh. They make a, a fresh-made sourdough ciabatta every day. Wow. I mean, it was like they're like proofing on the counter. He was mm-hmm. sticking it in their wood fire oven, pulling it out. And, I mean, it was spectacular. So it's not complicated. It's not like a sandwich with a bunch of extra junk on it. 
Um, but it's like really quality ingredients handled with care. Mm-hmm. It was just super good. That's good. You should keep talking about this sandwich mm-hmm. while I'm trying to like keep track of my stuff. Yeah, Cause it's really helpful as I'm leaving here and going down to ninth and ninth now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> everyone should. That's, that's what should happen. Right. But I, I think for me, uh, what I'm trying to reset is I've been in this, this really bad cycle mm-hmm. where I decide, you know what? enough is enough let's Mm -hmm. pull this together Mm -hmm. and you you know you get out you get out real pants Mm. you know with buttons and stuff Mm -hmm. and shirts with collars and and my apartment i just get it dialed in and i all clean organized yeah everything's just like (laughs) like on point you know what i mean you walk in you're like yes yeah and that lasts for about 46 minutes and then what's the actual cycle where you like time? What's uh, the actual time that probably you know? like 10 days on 10 days off or oh, something like 10 that? 10 days is longer than yeah. I thought. No, Cause yeah. like when it comes to eating stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like I've been able to crush about two and a half days. Okay. And then I get to the third day and I'm like, ah, what's the point? Yeah, I did <laughs> this week. I did. I did great at like Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. third or Monday through Thursday. Yeah, that's good. But they posted a picture of this breakfast sandwich on Tuesday and I was like, well, well, Friday, I'm all Friday. done with this. I'm Friday's lose time all for this cheap by Friday. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and, and and so it's either that or it's just as comfortable as I could possibly be. Mm-hmm. Um, my You refer to my apartment sometimes as a vampire coven. All the all. shade. There's just been a couple of Saturdays where I'll like mm-hmm. have to pop by for something. Yeah. All the shades are drawn and it's just dark and kind of musty. It's cold. never musty. Like the inside of a cave. Oh, it's for sure cold. One hundred percent. Somehow there's still a little humidity in the air. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. It is. It is a perfect temperature, but a little, a little funky. Yeah. And so then I and it's, like you know what that the, smell is? It's the smell of someone who's given up. That's right. And then like the sink is just filled with dishes overflowing and the garbage, you know, uh, there's like cups on the ground. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, enough yeah. into the night. And right now I'm in an, I, I've enough to lock down. Week. Oh man. It's on point. I could entertain mm-hmm. at a moment's notice. Sometimes it's like, I'm going to make a crack in the door and slip it out to you. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So we'll see. I I think the challenge is the reason it always falls off is, in reality, nothing externally, meaning Mm -hmm. COVID shenanigans, Mm -hmm. has changed at all. Right. And so then you're like, why did I do that? I was really happy. And I just may never leave some elements of quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You do have to wonder about some of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, but, I, we'll even talk about some of that today, but I, I feel like through, through so much of the like true quarantine phase where we were like, we were never like fully locked down here, but where yeah. we, nobody was really going anywhere or doing yeah. anything. It was so hard to have motivation for anything. I just kept oh, thinking sure. like, well, what is the point? And you know, orange chicken from Trader Joe's is like the only joy in my life right now. Mm-hmm. So why would I not eat that by the handful? Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> and I now mean, I would say I'm in a season where I have moments of motivation. It's maintaining motivation sure. that has been really hard now. Yeah, you feel inspired. Yeah. But then it's you're, just hollow. Yeah, you're you know? flipping through the channels, Rocky Four's on, and you're like, yeah. yep, I'm going to get in shape. And mm-hmm. then you're like, what's the point? Yeah, mine's every morning when I go to the gym, and there's everyone there is so much more ripped than me, and like and like and I appreciate it, but my coaches will tell me things like, "Man, you're such an inspiration to a lot of people here," 
or or somebody one of no or one of the coaches told me there's someone there that told them man if Tyler can like get here every morning and bust yeah. it there's no excuse for me how's that what? feel what does that mean yeah there's a lot of subtext there on all of these uh-huh. things and and they're so excited to tell me mm-hmm. like you'll never believe yeah. or I I switched there was one that was bigger and so I switched that one and I switched back and one of the coaches came and subbed in and she's like you know what everyone talks about missing you you just like really in, inspire that I'm like huh yeah oh. I love that. Yeah, it's not my favorite. So <laughs> that's a thing. But yeah, I, I just feel like not a lot has changed. And so I don't know. Yeah. But we'll get there. Although in all fairness, I feel like corporate America in general has really, the idea of a professional attire mm-hmm. has gone by the total wayside. Mm-hmm. Because I have had several Zoom calls with like, you know, uh, multi-million and billion-dollar company representatives mm-hmm. uh, that I do a lot of business with, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, everyone's in their jams. Yeah, everyone's for sure still at home, and yeah. I think that's here to stay. But yeah. the fact that there's no establishment of hey, when you get on with a client, you know, run a comb through that mane. Yeah, Mm-mm. that's not that's not you used to at least have a dress shirt on with like your sweats on. Yeah, exactly. That was the joke. Now everyone's now like, like, whatever. Let's not kid one another. I always feel a little uncomfortable when somebody's like bed is in the background. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm like, that's weird. I should never have gone in your bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. It's too yeah. soon. Yeah. Yeah. We're not soon. that close. No, no. <laughs> anyway. Well, yeah. in the same way, um, when it comes to faith and churches, you know, we've talked about how attendance has gotten real wonky. People are traveling. I think looking at, um, I mean, I think discipline in all of its, manifestations has sort of fallen off or gone by the wayside uh-huh. over the last 18 months. So yeah. spiritual disciplines in people's lives many times are falling off. Sure. Community was literally shut down yeah. for a season of time yep. and it's still been weird getting back. I mean, Tammy and I were talking in the kitchen the other day and she's just like, everybody's just still weird. Mm-hmm. And us too. She was like, we're so weird. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Is this the time you want to talk mm-hmm. about it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just happy that you're seeing it yourself. Oh, okay, You've good. heard the feedback in the yeah, conversation. That's good. Huh? Yeah. So we're trying to um, pay attention to all of that, but also really we are trying to reset rhythms and behaviors that have become normative the past 18 months. And so we are really working to realign our efforts around who we believe God wants us to be and mm-hmm. what he wants us to be. And so we're working to build a church that's positioned for transforming relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're talking about all through the fall and really trying to not just have like a fall emphasis, but in a sense, I think this is the first time I do feel like I'm curious if you do, I kind of have this sense of like, all right, we are relaunching our church to yeah. some degree. And it doesn't mean that like not everything is different, No, but there's been a couple of things that we've really needed to tune up. And this is the first time I feel like truthfully, we've had probably the energy, I've had the energy for it. um, And that we've had clarity, like we're going to talk about today on how to get into it. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, if you're listening and feeling like I have no idea, Mm -hmm. you know, like we've been talking about a meeting and we've been talking about all this plans. And if you're listening and feeling like I have no idea what Mm -hmm. the plan is, uh, part of the point of today's episode was to just kind of walk everyone through how we landed there. Because truthfully, until about a month ago, we had no idea where we were headed. I mean, (laughs) other than 
I guess we are going to do church on Sunday. Yeah. And sometimes that was like, mm, maybe. Yeah. Um, we, we just didn't have any, any idea as to what that would look like. And so we just wanted to make sure that we had a conversation surrounding how we came to that clarity, mm-hmm. because I think uh, otherwise people listening, I, I think it could be really discouraging. Totally. You know? Yeah, I think I'm, that's good. Yeah, you're just like, well... I'm not there, so what now? Right. Yeah. So I think really what we're talking about then, we talked a little bit about this last week with the meeting that we had is Mm -hmm. so much of this is about vision clarity for ourselves and then to be able to convey that to our church. And so it might be helpful to talk a little bit about how how vision develops at our, like at Ridgeline, especially in our relationship. I know not everyone listening has an executive pastor, lead pastor sure. set up, but often, hopefully you're not doing it literally on your own, completely yeah. in a vacuum. Totally. So for us, by and large, I'm like the, I don't even know how to say it exactly. Um, oftentimes vision originates with me or, or through a conversation that we've had or, but like for sure the language of it and all of that stuff tends to originate with me. And mm-hmm. then the implementation of it is often you. Yeah. Right. And you, so you experience sometimes probably with my XP working with lead pastors at times feeling the push for like, Hey, you, my XP, you come up with some vision, but it doesn't work like that. No. Like you're really committed to you implement. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's kind of what a lot of this has been. We've been talking about this. And so let's talk a little bit about how we have been able to gain some amount of clarity through this season. And so you actually said it. Well, I got, we got three things we're going to talk about. The first one is actually something um, came out of something that, that you were mentioning the other day, but I want to word it like this. We need to have the funeral on what was. Yeah. And so, uh, so much energy, it seems like, um, is being spent with the hope that we're going to be able to, like, quote unquote, return to normal. Mm-hmm. And um, number one, anyone who's paying attention should be able to see at this point, like, I mean, what is it? Number one, what does that mean? Yeah. Number two, I don't, I don't think anything's normalizing. Sure. And, and I don't know truthfully that it's going to. Yeah. And I think in the midst of that, we really run the risk of missing an opportunity to pursue fresh things that God wants to do. Like, I think there are probably some things that, that needed to die that we need to let die have the funeral so that we can move on to what's next. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think for anyone who's in really any kind of profession, but specifically we're talking to ministry leaders, the theme song for this season should be Frozen's Let It Go. Mm. Like you just... Is that what you were grinning about a minute ago? Yeah. You just couldn't wait uh, yeah, to... Yeah, as, you, as you're, uh, you worded it, have a funeral on what was, I was thinking, you just gotta let it go. Yeah, man. And then, of course, because I'm a Disney princess, I broke out the <laughs> song in my head and that was all happening. And you said words that are now recorded. I'm not sure where I'm supposed to go with that. Yeah. Other than to say... <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, you just have to be, or get over it, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just time, and I think I think your call out is uh, really helpful. The fresh things and what God wants to do, and I think what I have been guilty of, um, especially through this season, I think I've shared it pretty honestly on this podcast, mm-hmm. but just wondering what God was doing, mm-hmm. and I do think that for me, for the first time in forever. Uh, oh my god! I don't know what's happening. That's but, even multiple frozen references. I know, not just that's know. impressive. I'm, but for me, for the first time, I'm starting to see 
maybe God's got something going on here, hmm. you know? And, mm-hmm. and there's, and, and obviously I know that he does my, you know, thick head is, as just starting to see it. And I just think that there's been some things at our church or even, um, in my quiet times, um, there, uh, I'm going to butcher it. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but basically when, you know, the, the big idea of the passage is when it feels like you can't understand and you're going yeah. through rough times, yeah. don't accuse God of not being there. <laughs> yeah, sure. And that was really, I mean, you know, at five in the morning before I headed to the gym, pretty like jostling to me. Cause I've literally said that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does seem like, uh, you know, there are positive things, you know, mm-hmm. as, as I talk about COVID to different people or even to the churches that I support, I'm bringing up regularly, like, it's important that we think about what are some of the positive things that could come out of this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and typically in those situations, it's like, I love the fact that it ushered the idea that a digital presence in the church world mm-hmm. is no longer a heretical act mm-hmm. is great because mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that can really help move the mission forward mm-hmm. if we can just use a little bit of technology um, and that seems pretty normative now. It seems mm-hmm. like you, you had to, otherwise you were all done. Totally. Uh, and so I think that that's just super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I was, as you were talking, I was thinking occasionally we sing that song Waymaker, <clears throat> and mm-hmm. the bridge of that says, even when I don't see it, you're working, even when I don't feel it, you're working. Yeah. And it's, it's a hard, that's a hard sentiment to sing. Yeah. <laughs> because I just think it's human nature that if you can't see Number one, if you can't see what God's doing, but you don't even see a way he could bring something good yeah. or could bring fresh life out of this death that we need to have the funeral for, it's just real discouraging. And I would say in that season, the solution is uh, you just keep going. Sure. You know what? You know what I would say? Just keep swimming. Yeah. There you go. Well, listen, that was That's our, Pixar. It, it was Pixar and our theme... All the while in North Carolina. For, well, yeah, but if it started before that, yeah. there was a good three years yeah. where it was like, just keep swimming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, but don't you think like, cause I, what oh, I would yeah. say is like, if you're feeling, if you're in a season where you look to the future and you see nothing, yeah. like nothing good, no hope. Um, I would say you should be talking to somebody about that. Yeah. Um, but it's also not, not great to sit in your vampire, vampire coven living room in no. the dark, musty, smelly. Mm-hmm. When you make it through like, a whole series in a day or two, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel good at the end. That's no, no matter first how good of all, you're depressed because the friends you've made the last two days mm-hmm. are gone and they're not coming back until next is season. This a, is this a veiled reference to Outer Banks? Well, yes. Yeah. I, or one of the 47 other shows that I've done it with. <sighs> we finished it last night. I'm so sad. I know, but the Don't end, say anything. Don't say anything. I know. The end. Yep. We'll see. It was good. Oh, they're for sure coming back. Oh, yeah. Well, they have to, unless they got canceled. That's what's really irritating. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with the writing. It's just whether or not it gets renewed. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, it's doing real well, so it's... Is it? Cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. We Whew. have... Uh, we uh, that, that was free, uh-huh. uh, just like this podcast. So we that's right. why we get to talk about that's whatever right. we want. That, that's right. That's why we have... We've chosen <laughs> to turn down the myriad of sponsors... <laughs> They want to pay us tens of thousands tens of, dollars of dollars to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but so just, just to come back to this and summarize, I, I think that you, if we are not willing to have the funeral and to allow, to discern and allow what things just we need to let go, to use mm-hmm. your language, then we are, we're going to really miss what God does have in front of us. And mm. you do have to wonder sometimes that in the refusal to let go, if you're not harming yourself 
Oh, in sure. that you're like, God's like, if you just let go of that, yeah. I've got, I've got something else, but it really demands trust. And that is super, super hard. Sure. And we're supposed to forget what's behind and strain on toward what is ahead and mm-hmm. also not worry about tomorrow. So we've got a lot of really good Bible that mm-hmm. says only today. Yeah. And uh, I think that the reason that you feel hopeless is less about today mm-hmm. and more about, I, for me has been like, what does this mean? Yeah. And that's not my business. Mm-hmm. So oh, dude, just I think to- that's super, super, I think that's really good and really practical. Cause you can, I mean, you and I have both had in our lifetimes, some days that were mm. horrific. Yeah. Right. Pretty and, dark. And still there's almost no single day you can't get through. Right. But it is the overwhelming nature of when you take the way I feel today and you project it into forever. Right. That's where there's like, that's a real hard ditch to climb out of. Sure. So I think that there's a lot of wisdom in just going like, today's just like, it's a really dark day. Yeah. You don't even have to call it a season. No. Nope. Just let it like, I'm having a dark day. I probably need a real good night's sleep. Yeah. And uh, wake up and then I'll face that day. For sure. And sometimes those days, especially through this last 18 months, have been rough enough to where, I don't know, I'm single. I'll just go to bed at seven. Yeah. I'm all done with this one. <laughs> i turn the page on this I'm sucker. ready for the mercies to be new in the morning. <laughs> And I just feel like I'm going to bring this one to a close and let's see what tomorrow holds. Yeah. All right. So first thing is you got to have the funeral on what was. Mm -hmm. Secondly is examine what God's doing in you. Mm. Um, I was thinking this week uh, in some of the reading that I was doing about how I don't know that there's ever really been a time in which God did not lead his people through human leaders. And in Psalm 7720 this week, I was reading, and it said, hidden in the hands of Moses and Aaron, you led your people like a flock of sheep, which I thought was an amazing way of describing how God leads his people. And so you and I are not Moses and Aaron. Um, but I do believe that often what, that when God wants to do something in his church, mm-hmm. he starts with the leaders. Yeah. That's not always true. Like sometimes there's this ground, like there's been things in our church that has not been dictated by you and I, sure. but by something that God was doing in someone else. But a lot of the time, when there's something that is for all of us, yeah. most of the time, I would argue, it has started in us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to pay attention to. And so for me specifically, when I think about our season and where we're headed next, God has had me on about a two and a half year journey at this point that I'm beginning to see how, just now, after two and a half years, beginning to see how, that that work that he's been doing in me has mm-hmm. implications for us. Sure. And so I try to pay attention to, all right, well, what's God been stirring in me? Where am I struggling? Where am I doubting? Where am I suffering? Where am I feeling good? Like paying attention to all of that. And so, and, and then it wasn't really until this residency in Ohio mm-hmm. where I, I all of a sudden could see how this two and a half years was like coming to fruition. Sure. If that makes sense. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I think that it's really easy if you've been listening to this. I think another thing, um, if you follow along with Ridgeline, if you go to ridgeline.church and go to uh, teaching, um, there's a sermon within the last few weeks called, I think, Safe to Be Seen. Yep. Um, as the one that you'd look at. And I think that that one, if you followed uh, Ryan's teaching at any point, um, it's got a different tone and tenor to it for sure. I think I would say, um, you know, uh, that it's, 
I think the best message I've ever heard and not by you, but just that I've ever heard. And I've been in the church my whole life. And that was really refreshing as well. And so I think all of that or listening to this podcast and some of the changes that we're going through and all mm-hmm. of that, you might look at that and, and think that some sort of pivotal mountaintop, mm-hmm. you got saved or Paul on the road to Damascus type experience happened to you in rural Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's not a real accurate assessment. It's definitely of what's not the happened. full story. Right. Yeah. I think, I think God absolutely uses those times, but I think there's a lot of things added up. Like it was the longest you had had away from your family ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, since you've been married, you haven't been away from Tammy for that long. I don't think. No, since That's I met her, knowledge. I've never been away from yeah. her for six yeah. days. And so I think that, uh, there was some of the isolation. Uh, mm-hmm. there was obviously a focus on your relationship with God and, and you went through some new experiences with, which, so then there was a lot of discomfort, which a lot of times God uses those mm-hmm. situations. But I think what happened was that like broke the dam mm-hmm. of things that you'd been thinking about and weighing in on. And, and I've even joked with a few people at our church who have commented, mm-hmm. what did he do there? Mm-hmm. And I, I say, listen, absolutely. That was a very meaningful experience. And I'm here to tell you, I order the books. Yeah. You, you put them on a to-do list. We use, you know, cause I'm a deal guy. We do Amazon a certain way. Yeah. And so I place the order for the books and I've, I always read through the synopsis cause I want to know where, where are we headed? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's going to ruin my life because often you order a book to prime the pump. You know, it's like you mm-hmm. start here and then the next one is a little bit mm-hmm. more this direction and, and more this direction and more this. And once, once every once in a while you'll post like three or four mm-hmm. and when they're all supporting I'm like, yeah, that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I do. I think that's, I, I would say, you know, it w- really wasn't until the end that I really understood. I, I mean, I spent the majority of that week feeling pretty disoriented yeah. and uncomfortable. It wasn't like this Moses on the mountain, God just downloading straight the whole time. It, I mean, I knew that something significant was happening, Sure, but it really took a couple weeks for it to all sort of, I mean, even that message, the safe to be seen one, I still feel like a lot of it was me trying to put some language and sure. structure to the way that I understood what had just happened. Sure. Um, but I very much do. Now, as I look back, I can see how it was just, I think the reason that it was so powerful was that that what God did was give me clarity on how the last two and a half years does translate to where we're headed sure. as a church. Yeah. But it wasn't God's been just doing something in it the whole time. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, you're not super shocked by it cause you buy the books and, <laughs> and also like, but through my therapy and spiritual direction process, sure. like almost weekly, you know, you've processed that with me and have been yeah. a part of that the whole time. And so I hope, and, and this might be one of the reasons why that message was so impactful for you was it was like, you've been very much, in that journey with me. And so I think you too got to see like, Oh good. All these conversations he cried through were not for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) But I do think, I think if you're really lacking, you're uncertain about what should this next season look like? I think it's, it's important to a place that you could start would be to look at, look inside of you. What is God doing in you? What are you burdened by? What are you passionate about? Because I bet you there's something there. Sure. And I think that um, don't force it. 
Yeah. Just because you're in a pastoral role, don't force it. I think if you're really feeling nothing, it is time to, you know, you might need to get away for a few more days than you have before. Or you might like, you might need one of those kind of anchor points um, to bring out what's been there. Because I I do think it's, you know, I mean, hindsight's 2020 and all of that business. But um, looking back, I think where I'm a bit more encouraged than I have been is like, I think what's important to me and what's really vital for the vibrancy of my own faith is being able to see God at work. Mm-hmm. And I prefer the preview, see God mm-hmm. at work thing. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, he doesn't provide that near as frequently as, as yeah. my mind would like him to. Yeah. Uh, but But being able to look back, I think I have spent much of this season feeling like, Nope. Yeah. Nothing, nothing there. Yeah. Lost a bunch of people. Some of them we liked, some of them we said, don't let it hit you on the, you know, on the way out yeah. and, and all of that. But regardless, <clears throat> I think that, but regardless of which, like, but it was yeah. it's still hard. Yeah. Period. But, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean like, but it just didn't feel like it just felt like another day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think I have said ad nauseum, it just has felt like groundhog's day or week or 18 mm-hmm. months, like the same thing over and over and over again. But truthfully, God's been working in us Mm -hmm. through that. Mm -hmm. And I think for the very first time in a really long time that like he's, he's allowed me to have a peak Mm -hmm. and I, uh, that's what keeps me going. I just need a peak. Yep. No, I think that's good. I think there is something too, and this is what you were saying, but it might be time for like, like a sizable step. Like if you're really stuck, not sure what to do, like maybe the solution is just keep swimming. Yeah. Um, or maybe like for me, like this entire program that I've stepped into is a huge sacrifice. Like there is there's a financial sacrifice that thank praise God people in our church stepped up to help provide the opportunity. Otherwise Ridgeline was going to. Yep. So that was an amazing blessing, but there's a financial investment Mm -hmm. involved in it. It's a massive, I mean, for me, it's a huge personal it's it's not that it takes a ton of time from like it's not like it's a huge work sacrifice because it is in a vein that it's not like i'm learning a new i'm not learning how to be like a cobbler you know Mm -hmm. wow nothing are you listening that was a test to see if you were even listening to what i'm saying i was cobbler's funny do you know what a cobbler is well yes i do it's someone who makes shoes but i immediately thought of the dessert and was a little hungry for a second and then realized you're off the wagon today the breakfast sandwich and you're getting cobbler somewhere tonight yeah it's happening i don't love cobbler so it's all right so but the per but the i've got these four residencies that are going to be six days each time Mm -hmm. away from my family that's for me the hardest part but it was this it was a it was a very big step for me to go spend six days alone basically or sure. with, I mean at times with a handful of strangers that I don't really know which is not my fave most of the time yeah but it might be time for a big step like yeah. if you've never done a and it, like maybe you've never done a retreat day maybe you need a few days but you or maybe you need to fast and pray I'm, but take some step yeah to really get serious about like lord I'm desperate and I I don't know what to do yep but I think the just sitting back you know being miserable but putting no effort into really seeking God. Sure. I think, I mean, how, how frustrated can you be? Yeah, absolutely. You're not positioned to hear what he's trying to say to you. Yeah. And I think, uh, as I talk to so many pastors throughout the week, uh, 
almost universally everyone's dissatisfied. Mm -hmm. And I also think that it's the whole definition of insanity. You can't do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. And so for a long time, we were just trying to survive Mm -hmm. and we were just doing, you know, your, your vernacular is always services and songs. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was the best we had. Mm -hmm. Like that was our absolute A plus paper. And, uh, and it just gets to a point where, this isn't enough anymore. Right. It was, it was really like, we either have to close up shop mm-hmm. or do something new. Yep. And uh, thankfully God had better plans of just close it up shop. Right. Uh, but I think that um, just if that's how you're feeling, mm-hmm. that could be a very, um, you know, holy dissatisfaction with it's time. Yeah. 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 All right. So the first one is we got to have the funeral on what was. The second is we need to examine what God is doing in you. And then the third one, why don't you set this one up? Because this is actually something I feel like you have a pretty unique gift at mm. um, in the way that you go ahead. Yeah. If, if you don't get into it, then I'll, I'll say what I think you're good at. In it. Sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> so uh, number three is listening to what God is doing in others. Uh, and I think that... Um, it's just, it's really important to look for themes, to mm-hmm. understand, like, uh, to recognize, even, even so for your direct local church, mm-hmm. to pay attention to, like, where is everyone at? And mm-hmm. I think, I think in, in whole, our church has kind of been, like, just, what, mm-hmm. what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Like, what do we, what do we got going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we weren't in person, now we are, <clears throat> but that's about the end of it. Right. And I just think that um, paying attention, having conversations, uh, working hard to, um, you know, like I said, look for common themes, weave things together, mm-hmm. I think uh, is something that we really have to do. Yeah. And I mean, even the way that we've, to, to get to what where I think that you're good at this, like when I think about so many of the, whether it's been series or individual conversations that we've had, most of it has come from you being able to, to I would say, find a thread in multiple conversations that you're having, whether Mm -hmm. it be with ministry leaders due to my XP or people in our church, but you just like, you're like, I've had these like six, seven conversations and there's this thread that Mm -hmm. I see in them all. Sure. And, and I do think that's a skill, like it's a unique gift that you have, but I Mm -hmm. think that everyone can try to be mindful about, um, you know, reflecting on whether it's in your counseling or lunch and coffee with people, but just step back and say, like, are there are there any things that I'm hearing over right. and over and over again? Yeah. And um, and I think now is a really important time to listen. I, I think that um, I've been thinking so much lately about how I really think uh, COVID at this point. Again, when you think back to last March, and it was like two weeks or three mm-hmm. weeks to what was it flatten the curve or whatever mm-hmm. to where we are now, then it's pretty easy to see how like, this is probably going to mark our generation the way that like the depression marked that oh, generation. Yeah. Like it will be a thing where, you know, maybe even my kids when they have kids, they're going to like the way that I'm thinking about. So what's, what's today, September 10th, tomorrow, September mm-hmm. 11th. So none of my kids were alive for yeah. that, but they watch the video in school mm-hmm. at the week of September 11th, every single year. Mm. And so we talk with them about what it was like to live through that. Yeah. And I think in the same way, even though my kids are oh, young, yeah. they're going to for sure talk with their kids about what it was like to live through 
this global pandemic. Totally. I would bet money that at some point you're going to have a grandchild that wants to sit down because they have to write a paper yeah. on what it was like living through COVID. Yeah. And so I think because of the size of it, it is really important to look around and to listen to where people are. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I think in that, that's one of the ways I think that God is speaking to us about where we're supposed to lead forward. Sure. And, and I think that, <clears throat> and I think we mentioned this a little bit last week, but I, this is what I think to me makes a, a, any, any church who has this tone that is still like super happy, clappy, rah, rah, mm-hmm. excitement based. I, I think that what you have, I, I even think it's well intended, mm. but I think that because I do think that they're trying to engage people and maybe even trying to encourage and inspire. But I think it really runs the risk of just being like terribly tone deaf yeah, and really making it look like you're not paying attention to what is happening, happening. Sure. And, and I think that, that, that we need to. Yeah. And creating an environment where people feel like unless they can muster like, so if, if that's what your Sunday experience is, it's happy clappy. And that's where people are going to, uh, in a unique way, connect with God mm-hmm. that like, you know, it's like the transitive property. Mm-hmm. It's that the only way that can be accomplished is if I'm happy clappy too. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's where God is in mm-hmm. the happy clappy moments. And therefore I've got to get there. Otherwise I should probably just stay home and not mm-hmm. worry about that experience with God. Yeah. Did you use the transitive property property properly? I'm pretty positive. Yeah. Okay. You know yeah. what? Because the transitive I'm... property is um, a <laughs> if a plus b or something like that. But I I did it right. <laughs> We're gonna get like 16 texts. I've already I did get quite a few that galvanized, galvanized yeah. was misused. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the difference. Though I'm not I'm not gonna Google it and bust you out on it. I'm just gonna say I think you're probably wrong. I'll bet I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but I think one example of this, mm-hmm. um, just in real, like for where we are right now, yeah. is I think that COVID really exposed how much people struggle to relate with God for themselves uh, in that, and I've probably said this on here before, but I think that one thing that we've seen over the last 18 months is we've had to be online only is the extent to which people have allowed the Sunday service to mediate their relationship with God. So you take the service away and then people's spiritual life completely falls apart because they haven't been taught how to relate with God for themselves. And so looking at, okay, well, that's something even in our own church, we really have seen that and we identified that. I mean, we had people that literally have deconstructed completely out of their faith Mm -hmm. only a handful but that that has happened there's a lot of the deconstruction and it's the like an ego mantoya you keep using that word i don't think it means what you think it means but in the truest sense like i we have some friends who completely deconstructed out of their faith totally like that they would say that they do not identify as a christian that's probably series worthy i need to we need to have a, you know what, you know what grinds my gears? Oh yeah. <laughs> Words that get used inappropriately. No, but I think just how to think through the deconstruction and all of that. Yeah. All right. For another day. All right. Another day. But, um, so, but we have seen that in our own church. And so as a result, I think the thing that we're really doubling down on is how is the worship service really only one of the yeah. places that we position ourselves to relate with God? It can't yeah. be the only place or... You know, I, I mean, I think I was talking to a friend this morning. The likelihood, unfortunately, 
that this is our last global pandemic in our lifetime is slim. Ooh, those billionaires are going to try to take people out again. I can feel it. Really? You're, it sounds like you have really gone full blown QAnon in this conversation. I'm horribly uncomfortable with it. No, I, I have to say it because it just, even when you listen to it, surely Mm -hmm. there's a listener who's there. Doesn't it just sound insane? I, I mean, there's did, a lot of people. Did that the are, guy who's mailing me my markers right now is yeah. also trying to take me out? Yeah. How will how will I give him my money? I don't know. I, I don't think that I can have a righteous conversation about conspiracy theories. Okay. That's probably why it hasn't come up on the podcast. <laughs> okay. Okay. It just makes me want to sin. And, and, and in all fairness, I know that. Yeah. So it's everyone's <laughs> well fun to, fun to play around. Like, oh, uh, what like, will happen if I little, throw this out? You a little worried? Like, yeah. is he getting there? Yeah. 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 I found a couple blogs I'm going to send you. Don't worry Oh, about. my gosh. Good. Just do your own research. That's what people always say. But <sighs> but anyways, I think thing, things like that and just having and uh, I mean, I think there's a ton of different ways that you can do it. What, how is there anything that you would recommend for someone that doesn't feel like maybe intuitively they're very good at finding those threads? Like, hmm. what do you think about? Um, I know you, you have like real mixed opinions about surveys, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. there are ways in which we've used surveys yeah. that are yeah. helpful. Um, I'm in, uh, in general, one of the things that we learned years ago is I'm not super effective at interpreting surveys, Sure, but you know how to like, how to, how to gain the information that we need. Yeah. And so Without getting hung up on one. Exactly. Response. Yeah. <clears throat> so what would you think about if someone doesn't feel like in or, or they're not connected enough to their people to do sure. some sort of survey, spiritual health survey to get a sense of where people are at? Yeah, I think I think that's possible. And I'm sure you can Google and find a lot of them. I would just say the problem with surveys is a, it's all about the wording of the questions. Mm-hmm. And so many surveys are constructed to get the f- the answer that you want. Mm. Um, and they're, they're presented in such a way. I used to watch parks and rec mm-hmm. and, uh, the Leslie Nope character was going up against someone for city council. Mm-hmm. And if you tried to vote for her, it was like, boo, you shouldn't. And if you tried to vote for the other guy who worked for this company called Sweetums, which mm-hmm. was candy, yeah. it like Cheered. exploded into cheer and gave you a coupon for a free candy bar. <laughs> yeah. If you voted for him. And yeah. I think that oftentimes that's kind of how our surveys yeah. are constructed. Um, I think one of the ways that could be really helpful is to sit down with like different, like people in your church who are totally unrelated to one another, mm-hmm. uh, like in different socioeconomic statuses, different uh, hobbies, different ages, different genders, mm-hmm. and and not like thousands of people. But mm-hmm. I think I work hard to make sure that I have like different people I can go to and get like a feel for how are things going and things mm-hmm. like that. And when pe- like the things that uh, kind of supersede all of these unique differences, mm-hmm. uh, but apply to everyone, I think that's an easy way to come up with a thread yeah. because then, you know, it's not just like this group in our people yeah. in our church. It's not just young singles or it's not just, you know, elderly people or mm-hmm. it's not just, you know, it, yeah. you, you start to understand. I think another way that's super helpful uh, you know, I know we've talked about it in the past, but making sure that you are sourcing prayer requests from your church mm, in a very effective good. manner. Yep. I think that's probably the first thing I look at uh, is uh, when we get our prayer requests, they come automatically to us from good old planning center yep. on Monday morning. I read through them all. Like I'm trying to read a story mm-hmm. um, to understand like, 
what what is our church telling me? Yeah. And then I read through them again for the individuals and yeah. what they're actually going that's through. That's interesting. That's the but same the, way I read them. I never thought about oh, really? that that's why I'm doing it. But yeah. I definitely uh, skim them yeah. looking for themes and then yeah. go through individually. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> if you think about the, the analogy of the church as a body, mm-hmm. it's like that is like the body came in and sat down at the doctor and the mm-hmm. doctor's like, so what's wrong? Mm-hmm. And it's... <laughs> Yep. a whole bunch of disconnected shenanigans uh-huh. and what your job is as the shepherd or the doctor, whatever. And this analogy is to figure out like, so what's, what's, what's going on? Yeah. What's like, what's this? happening yeah. here. And, and that's how you do it. I think that's really yeah. good. Thanks. Yeah. You're welcome. Thanks for the compliment about that message. You're it, welcome. it was, it was so such a robust compliment. I didn't feel a, a spot to even get a thank you in, but I am really, I'm thankful yeah, for that. Of course. <laughs> All right. So, um, have the funeral on what was, examine what God's doing in you, and listen to what God is doing in others. I think just in conclusion, what I'd say is if you are in a place and you're feeling stuck, yeah, I think the, the two kind of big ideas to highlight that, that, again, we can't prescribe, people need to discern for themselves, yeah. is are you in a season where you're feeling... Um, genuinely depleted yeah. and you need to have the humility to acknowledge that. And the solution right now might just be just keep swimming. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not going to be probably your most creative, yeah. innovative vision oriented time. If you're in a season, like we have very much been in where the best you got this week is sermons and songs, yeah. then just keep doing that. Yeah. And, uh, and the, the second option might be you really need to get away Mm-hmm. Um, and it, again, doesn't have, you don't have to get away on a, like some kind of fancy trip. Like yeah. you, maybe you just need to spend a few days in a forest preserve, spend mm-hmm. a few days in the woods, like get outside of your office or home yeah. or just outside of your normal environment and really s- spend time thinking and reflecting, considering these questions, considering where, what's going on in you, considering what's going on in people, pray and really seek God for clarity. Yeah. And I think I'd piggyback on that to say that, um, as you do that, what you mentioned about this idea of what, what are the things that this season showed us that we weren't ready for? Mm-hmm. Um, and take action on those. Yeah. And and I think the reality is it's not like Ridgeline is overly unique. I think a lot of us right. had that experience that the service was going to mediate that. I think the the solution is what might look different from mm-hmm. church to church. But thinking through if it happened again, and, and I'm certainly not a doomsday person. I'm not mm-hmm. saying go and stock your cold storage with all of the foods from mm-hmm. Costco and all of that. Hopefully like all of, of Salt Utahns. Lake City is uh, listening to that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, like just just take one toilet paper. That'll, that'll last you. You're yeah. good for a while. But regardless, I think um, putting yourself in a place where you're more prepared. Yeah. Like, it was. It's fair. It's yeah. totally fair. None of us were even one iota prepared for this. Right. Um, and the next, it's like fool me once, shame on mm-hmm. you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah. Uh, let's not do it twice. Yeah. You know. Let's let's figure out how do we equip our people to uh, own their relationship with God differently than they did before. Yeah. That's good. Well, this weekend we kick off uh, our position to change series. Uh, which is a huge part of uh, how we're working to reset this weekend. And so next week, I think we're going to debrief that mm-hmm. a little bit. Yep. And then I think from here on out, each week, we're just going to kind of debrief the next three weeks yep. and uh, and talk about what we're seeing and experiencing. And uh, we'll keep you looped in on that. But as always, 
Uh, we are so thankful that you would take time to listen to this episode. And if you've enjoyed it, especially if this is your first time with us, we would love it if you subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts, leave us a review wherever you listen, and we would love to connect with you on social media. So you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at at Ryan Hughley. That's H-U-G-U-L-E-Y. You can find me on the same platforms at at Tyler Dravitz. That's D-R-E-W-I-T-Z. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Yuck! What was that? Like the goofy noise. Oh. I didn't love that. Mm -hmm. You don't love any of it.